basketball. Basketball. Yeah! And the crowd goes wild! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with P. This podcast is used to bring more recognition to the women's sports, but more specifically, K-Dub's women's basketball. Um, today, I have a very special guest here with me on my final episode of the podcast, Wiley Kane. Thank you for being here, the, the face of uh, Kentucky Wesleyan, as I'd like to call you. Um, but yeah, lots of people don't really like to come in just because the mics are a little bit intimidating. Uh, listening to your voice back can be intimidating, things like that. So I really do appreciate you're the only guest that I've had on the podcast this year so so huge props to you and, and thank you for being here I really appreciate it yeah of course thanks for having me yeah so um let's start off uh tell me about how you got to Kentucky Wesleyan tell me about your start since it is both of our senior years now uh just kind of think it'd be fun to go back and talk about our span here our four-year span here and maybe talk about you know our plans afterwards and things like that but how did you get started how did you get in communication with Kentucky Wesleyan and what was that like for you yeah, geez, it's a it's a, a stroll down memory lane for sure. Uh, my senior year of high school, um, you know, I I went through. I had gotten injured mm-hmm. my junior year. I'd torn up my shoulder. So most of the time, you do your a lot of recruiting as for football happens in the summer before your senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not like a big time like Alabama, Georgia mm-hmm. D one type player, um, and so that was a really important summer for me. But I wasn't there like I wasn't 100% physically mm-hmm. um I had only been out of my shoulder surgery for like four months but mm-hmm. I chose to push it try to get back as quick as I could just to to play and so that didn't really it didn't go as well as I thought mm-hmm. it was going to so I went into senior year and I was a little scared um you know not really knowing what was going on and then um actually after my season was over after my senior season was over I got a a uh I saw that uh, Coach Yeast had been hired here, and I figured I'd shoot him a DM. You you mm-hmm. know how it goes yeah. with your, hey, I'm this person. Here's my information. <laughs> right. Here's my highlights. Here's my stats. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, no, I already know who you are, and mm-hmm. um, called me, and, and we talked. And, um, you know, I came over here. It all happened really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, we first contact was, like, late November, early December. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an offer in the middle of December. I visited here first week of January mm-hmm. and committed the second week of January. Mm-hmm. So it was like a it was like a boom, 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 boom type mm-hmm. of thing. I just kind of knew. I just kind of knew coming in. I knew that God needed me to be here for some reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know why, um, but it really felt like this is where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I have a similar story in a sense of everything happening quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at Milwaukee, I decided to transfer at the end of July. So most teams have their rosters already filled out by right. then. And, you know, coming up with school in a couple of weeks and all that type of stuff, I had a couple schools that were interested. And K-Dub, honestly, I wasn't really trying to talk to them at first just because it is a very overwhelming process, um, especially when you have everything all at once and you only have a couple weeks before school starts so for me it was like okay well I'm gonna visit these schools and honestly when I came down here I'm like I'm just going down here to entertain my AU coach because he was the one that told me I should come down here and I had my first visit the last week of July and I want to say the next week I was committed and had all my transcripts turned in and all that type of stuff so I feel like I have a similar story of everything happening quickly and I definitely resonate with with the conversation that you had about God wanting you here and 
everything happening for a reason type of feel. Because when I was at Milwaukee, for me, my first year, my freshman year, I went in with kind of a big head about myself. You know, I was a, a great player in high school. I got a whole bunch of accolades from regional state stuff. And when I went into Milwaukee, I had a different look on it than what the reality really was. And so when I redshirted, it, it definitely humbled me and made me realize, okay, well, I got to work for this spot now. Like, it's not just going to come to me being at Milwaukee, a big, big city where there's lots of chances and things like that to get in trouble. And now coming down to Owensboro, where it's kind of more of a, a homey feel, I feel, than being in such a big city where there are so many people and there's so many things to do. And it definitely helped me kind of figure out myself mm. and have, it, I don't want to say it's isolation necessarily, because Owensboro is a big you know, a, a bigger town, um, but definitely with the smaller school size and uh, everybody here being athletes, just being able to sit down with myself and try to figure out some of the things that I wasn't able to figure out in my old school that I've learned and grown uh, since I've been here. So I definitely resonate with that as well. Um, not just the fast transition and like everything happening quickly with committing and all that, but also with there being a, a plan um, behind all of that. So tell us how you got uh, started commentating. I think that's really exciting. You know, for me, I had the opportunity to take a broadcasting class. And to be completely honest, I was intimidated by it because it's like, I don't know how to talk that fast and be that precise, I guess you could say. For me, it's it's kind of tough figuring out names right away and like the plays. And I don't, I don't know, like I even play basketball and I think that that would be really hard for me to call out plays and and be very precise with what I say but like listening back to some of our games that we've had you've done such a great job at talking about both of the teams not being necessarily biased towards us because you know a lot of us and and you're friends with a lot of us on the team but being able to talk well and highly about the other team and the other coaches and and the refs so what is that how did you get started with that and how has that experience been for you well first of all thank you that's mm -hmm. that's a uh first thing I wanted to do was just bring uh bring some light on you guys and, and do something mm -hmm. cool um, for you guys so it's a it's a funny story those of you who know me uh mm -hmm. I like to talk in case anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> in case anybody didn't realize that mm -hmm. um and I had had some experience just in the past doing certain events mm -hmm. I've done um like PA announcing a little bit for um, teams and stuff like that. And I was, um, in my junior year, I thought this would be awesome if I could talk to, um, you know, the athletics department here. And if I could just maybe get on as a guest mm -hmm. for one women's basketball game, cause I've always loved watching you guys play. And mm -hmm. I have always thought that you guys, um, you know, deserved some like student representation, like mm -hmm. some, some representation outside of, um, cause, for some, I always kind of felt like there maybe um, was a little less recognition going your mm -hmm. way than you deserved. So I was like, okay, um, I talked to, and so I talked to um, Kim Badalak. He's the assistant um, mm -hmm. director of athletic communications. And he was like, yeah, uh, we would love to have you on. But, um, and so I went on and I did the first game. Um, this was last year um, with uh, Craig Morgan, I think. So mm -hmm. um, we, you know, I went on, I was like, wow, this is, this is fun. And that was sort of halfway through the year. And he was like, Hey, what if you just keep going this year? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Cause I, I mean, I only thought that it was going to be for like a, you know, like a trial basis. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, no, I mean, you think you did pretty good. You could, you could come on. And then um, this year over the summer, we talked about it and he was like, I want you to do all of the, the, I want you to be the lead one on all of the home games. And I was like, that is it was awesome. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was so like, I was shocked cause I didn't think I was doing all that good to right. be honest. Like I was, <laughs> I was a little worried, but my main thought was 
I told somebody, I said, listen, I'm going to go to these games and I'm going to talk about it to the person sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just do that into a microphone? Right. And it's a lot more. And it's I learned that it's obviously a lot more um, in depth than that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more things that you have to do. Um, it was really interesting learning how to use, um, you know, basketball knowledge that I had growing up. I mean, I played basketball for like 10, 11 years mm -hmm. growing up mm -hmm. um, and also use the knowledge that I had of you guys as, as individuals and players. Players and then um, also try to not be as so biased because like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, obviously I'm cheering for Kentucky Wesleyan. Like you guys are some, some of my best friends are out on that court. Like mm -hmm. you guys are awesome. And so I had to, had to then do it. Um, just the same for, for all other teams. So it was honestly just, just a really fun experience. It's one of my absolute favorite things I've done mm -hmm. here. You know, it's like a, it's like I knew I'd circle the days on my calendar. I'm like, right. all right, women's basketball games coming up. It's going to be a great time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, coming up with, coming up with dumb stuff like the sticks halftime show, like, cause me and Max <laughs> both were uh -huh. number 11. Like it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I was just really happy to get to yeah. do it. Honestly. Absolutely. Was it nerve wracking at all? Or do you get like a little nervous before you go? Or does it come natural i feel like for you talking comes natural but like always having that mic kind of can make you second guess things that you want to say or you can repeat yourself or stutter over things and the difference about doing something like this a podcast is i can go back and i can edit if i stutter or if i mess up on my words but when you're commentating it's live so is there anything about it being live that kind of is a little nerve-wracking or do, do the nerves just go out and the words just flow at first I was nervous because I didn't want to say anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't, because, you know, I was doing, I, I wanted to do this just to like, you know, for good for mm -hmm. other people, like, you know, for representation for you guys for mm -hmm. good, like, like to, to bring, um, something that I really enjoyed doing to a game that I really enjoyed watching. So mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to be upset. I didn't want anybody to get like me to say something accidentally and, mm -hmm. and do that. So that was nerve wracking at first. But then as I started really getting into it, it started to come a lot more naturally, mm -hmm. especially when I started having to do actual play by play. So mm -hmm. like at first, um, I came on and I was the color commentator. So, you know, the, um, so, uh, Craig would be doing whatever, um, the, the play by play was, and mm -hmm. he'd be talking about, you know, how Talia Walton drives down the lane. She, she, um, takes a reverse dribble and she lays it up with her left mm -hmm. hand and it goes in. And then I'd be like, wow, that's Talia's eighth point this game. She's really got that left hand mm -hmm. working, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, which is completely different than now me having to transition into talking about the entire game and right. what's going on. So I think, honestly, I was more nervous transitioning from my first year to my second year mm -hmm. than even coming on on the first year because the first year really was kind of just me talking about the game. Mm -hmm. It really was just me being like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, Shia Hoosier's on fire today. Like, mm -hmm. she's hit, like, three threes or something like that, um, which is something that I probably would have said anyway mm -hmm. to now I actually have to go and try to describe what's happening and like mm -hmm. paint a picture with words and like, and make sure that I don't miss anything. And, mm -hmm. and during the commentating. So that was honestly even more nerve wracking to right. be honest. Is that kind of hard to do? I feel like with how quick, especially with our system, with how quick we play offensively, defensively, can that get a little confusing and like jumbling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are a commentator's dream. Cause you keep yeah. it, cause you keep me engaged. There's mm -hmm. never any lulls, but it's right. Also, it's also if I miss anything or if something happens, there are some sequences is if you go back and listen, like there'll be sequences where you guys are 
like a play and a half ahead and I'm just catching up because I know Uh there's going to be a lull. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need to go through. I need to finish describing Mm -hmm. what's going on. I need to make sure I'm thorough with it and we'll get there. Right. Like, and that was, and that was the biggest thing I had to do too when I called your all's game on the radio Mm -hmm. because that's even more so you have to describe everything that's going on because there you literally have to paint a picture with your words Mm -hmm. because, um, because there's no visual medium with it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no video, no anything. So when I was up there in Ashland watching you guys, there was a time, there was one play where you all went back and forth down the court like three times. Mm-hmm. And I was on the second time back uh-huh. the, back up the court. And I'm like, okay, I'm describing something happening mm-hmm. that's already happened. You guys are going in the middle of a jump ball. So I'm talking about, okay, they're coming down the court this way. I talk about what happened at the court on, uh-huh. on, on one end. And then I was like, all right, now they're going back down the court. Now they're going back down the court. Now uh-huh. it's a jump ball. And we're back starting again right. because after, because in the time that I used to do that, y'all were done pausing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was hard but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that like a, a dry throat definitely happened, <laughs> like a bunch. I was uh-huh. like downing water at halftime every time, uh-huh. but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. No, that's that's an interesting perspective for sure because I never even thought about the fact that if you not necessarily miss something but like just with how fast the game is naturally that you can't talk as fast as what you're seeing you know and so I feel like with me I feel like I would have just skipped plays whereas you are staying the whole play and then whenever there's a break it's like okay now we're caught up to what's happening versus taking stuff out which is what I feel like just naturally I would have done so I can explain the game in the moment. But that just shows not only your maturity, but also like your professionalism in this type of situation where it it can be hard to do and to paint a picture with words. You know, I feel like that's very, very hard to do and you do it very well. So that's another huge props to you to be able to do. So like you said, um, part of the reason why you wanted to do this is because you wanted to bring more recognition, especially from a student standpoint to women's basketball. So just talk to me about, you know, the progression that you've seen maybe from your first year until now in recognition not only from the school but also the community when it comes to not only women's sports but also women's basketball right yeah I think um, it it has been there has been a shift for sure and I Mm -hmm. think that um, you know fairly or not Mm -hmm. you guys kind of earned it in that you have been consistently the best team on campus for a very long time Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I feel very comfortable saying that as (laughs) you know as as another student athlete on Mm -hmm. campus and everything but um, you guys have been year in year out at least for the four years I've been here the best probably um athletic team i don't know maybe bowling in there winning yeah. some gmac championships um mm-hmm. but but you guys have always been competing at this high level and it really it really brings people out because you do it all the time mm-hmm. i remember um my sophomore year during covid uh when we weren't really allowed to go out and do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff i remember sitting in the um in the top, the third floor of Kendall, in the lounge area um, around my laptop, we had your guys's game up on my laptop when you are playing in the GMAC championship versus Tiffin. Mm. Uh, was was um, my, our sophomore year yeah. uh, here. So um, you guys kind of earned a lot of of looks your way just mm-hmm. because of how well you play. But I, I think that it, it has been cool to watch because you just kind of see a lot more stuff happening mm-hmm. um, with women's basketball. Like, for example, you know, 90.3 WKWC mm-hmm. was at every game or was at most all of the the games this year doing a, doing a radio presence. Like, mm-hmm. um, you have – it went from, you know, my freshman year, I don't think there was commentary on the live stream yeah. uh, for women's basketball and that 
that, you know, that started with, you know, we had some community members who volunteered to do some time and stuff like that. And now mm -hmm. it's like, I was a dedicated, like I was a student worker, like mm -hmm. that was assigned to do that. So mm -hmm. that's progression in and of itself. So, um, you know, I've seen that, that there are definitely strides have been taken over and over, but it's, a lot comes down to like you guys continuing mm -hmm. to be this awesome team to want to watch and want to be out with, you know, you're very engaging when you're, you know, when you're around campus or when you're out in the community and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I still think, I hope that there is still more room to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it is, it is frustrating to be there and, you know, I'll be finishing up a call or whatever and we'll see, um, you know, people starting to show up later mm -hmm. after your guys's game for the men's game but the thing is that's starting to happen less and less so mm -hmm. like it's it's less that there are people showing up and more that those people have already been there so mm -hmm. um that says a lot i think about you guys because i think my freshman year it was like people would show up for the last three minutes of the women's game because they were trying to get good seats for the men's mm -hmm. game and then you guys to your credit kind of i think probably kind of hooked them in with that three minutes mm -hmm. they're like watching they're like oh this is pretty great and then you see more and more people showing up and then finally, I think with the student athlete mm -hmm. presence, I think there's been a lot of, I mean, there were a lot of student athletes at the games for most of the, most of the season, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, you know, your guys' last game, your tournament game was like our one big, one mm -hmm. big game that student athlete advisory committee put together. But I mean, even before that, that little student section area that's beside the court mm -hmm. is, is almost more full for women's games mm -hmm. than men's games. And like, so, um, that's been cool to watch, um, you know, like our student athletes come out and support you guys, which is something I think definitely that has been better, mm -hmm. you know, from freshman year to this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know my first year there, just like you said, there were not that many people that came out to our games and we didn't have a student section really that year either. Like the first two years, I don't think we had a student section. And then I think Greg was the one that implemented the the having a student section to have the students more engaged during our games which I think has helped a lot um and I definitely agree with what you said about more students have been coming and watching our game and then they'll st sit and stay for the men's game rather than coming in for the last couple minutes of our game and for us it's been super exciting and it's been so much more fun to see the students be so engaged with us because that makes us feel like we have since it is such a small campus I feel like I already have a relationship with some of these people anyway and then to see some people that I might not have a relationship with come out to a game and and support us and cheer us on it makes me want to go out and be like hey thank you for coming to a game and things like that and and talking to them more and and trying to starting to build a relationship with some of the people that I might not have been able to do before if they wouldn't have came out to a game. So I feel like that has absolutely been huge. Um, and it's been fun. I feel like that environment that we had the last game against Hillsdale, granted it was the, the one game or whatever that we had. Um, but regardless of that, I still feel like the, the energy in the gym was absolutely amazing. One of the best, probably the best home game that I've had since I've been here just from the crowd environment from to the the game itself with it being the first uh, the quarterfinal game and then having such an amazing game with it going into overtime and all that type of stuff that was easily one of the easily the best home game that I've had since I've been here with crowd engagement and all that so that's been super fun that game was 
awesome. I remember, <laughs> I remember being in there literally at the at the end of the game. Like I had an adrenaline rush with you guys. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like I'm feeling adrenaline right now. Mm-hmm. Like this should not be happening. I'm yeah. sitting over here on the sideline, and like I was, um, I was talking to Max after the game. I said, Max, I am so sorry. I was <laughs> screaming in your ear towards the end there because um, toward toward the end of that ball game because that's the game for anybody who's listening to the podcast who doesn't necessarily remember. This is the game that ended seventy. 73 in overtime you know the um hillsdale came back and they made that crazy last second 1.4 seconds mm-hmm. left um the the girl i'm blanking on her name right now or touche that's it mm-hmm. uh she had she had like 30 something points and she gets a rebound with like 1.2 seconds left and does the little catch and shoot thing without even hitting the ground and off a free throw off of a free throw it could not have bounced off better if it if she had tried um and so ties the ball game goes overtime we're sitting there like what is going mm-hmm. on? And then uh, the the uh, the host of this podcast went absolutely <laughs> flipping insane in the overtime period. Nine out of ten points. I remember sitting there just being like, I was like, oh my gosh, Talia, Talia gets her own rebound. She rolls, she puts it in. And then, <laughs> and then there was and then there was that one that was there was that one sequence where you where you scored mm-hmm. and then they threw it in and you stole it and scored again. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she scored again, she scored again. And I'm yeah. like yelling. I'm trying mm-hmm. to like keep it low for this podcast. But like yeah. that was so much fun. But it was also fun because like the like you said, this mm-hmm. the stadium was absolutely or like the core was like absolutely electric. Like mm-hmm. everybody was it was rocking. yelling and stuff. It was yeah. hilarious. Just so you know, my sister actually called me after that game and she was like, the announcers for that game were absolutely amazing. She loves the home game. She ca- tells me every single time that she listens to them. She's like, your announcers are absolutely amazing. And she loves that you guys give us our props also. So I feel like that. I mean, obviously her being biased and whatever, but she she really appreciated that. But th- yeah. That game was absolutely insane. I mean, and the thing about Hillsdale, too, is their record doesn't show how good they have played, Mm -hmm. especially the second half of the year. I mean, they beat, um, what were they, or fourth in the conference, Malone. Um, Hillsdale was eighth in the conference, or seventh in the conference. Malone is fourth. And they beat them by 35. It was like 75 to to 40. And that was the game right before they played us. And so they they had been on a huge come-up at the end of the season. And like I've said before, on this podcast, the end of this, the second half of the season is really what makes or breaks teams because of how long it is. It can be kind of draining and hard on your body for playing for that long and having back-to-back games and things like that. And so for them to come into a very intimidating place, which is our house, I mean, st- I think we've lost three games at home since I've been here. Three you didn't or- lose one this year. I know yeah, that Yeah, not for sure. this year. Not this year. And so, yeah, like I said, coming into to the sports center, super intimidating place. But, you know, Hillsdale, they gave us a game. They, if, we were going to win one. They were going to make us earn that win. And, you know, we we haven't really had such a hard time with Hillsdale in the past, but we knew coming into this game that they weren't going to play around. They weren't just going to give us the win because we, we feel like we deserve it or because we're the number two seed. We knew we were going to have to work hard for that one. And that, like I said, was the best game that I've played here from all around. It was just such an exciting environment, and it was so much fun. And that that's those are the type of games that I – play basketball for you know like you always want to prove yourself and have those close games or those last second shots and things like that and so I feel like that was really really fun but that game that game was up there with I have my two favorite sports memories like Mm -hmm. 
Well, okay. Beside me playing, because right. obviously, like my first touchdown pass, you like an adrenaline rush. That mm-hmm. was awesome. My freshman year, but my two favorite sporting events I've ever attended here at Wesleyan happened to bookend my Wesleyan career. My freshman year, when volleyball hosted mm-hmm. the GMAC yep. quarterfinals against Cedarville, and we had like the entire gym was packed yeah. out. It was awesome that was over there in jones before mm-hmm. they did all those renovations and stuff it was it was an, an amazing like atmosphere everybody was like screaming yelling it was uh, great and then this one and then this yeah. game right here with against hillsdale those are my two like favorite like favorite experiences here mm-hmm. at wesleyan just because we were all like together right. and we were all like cheering you guys on and we won that helped right. too but. <laughs> exactly exactly so with this you know adding in uh commentating into your repertoire of all the other things that you do um do you think do you see yourself going anywhere with commentating broadcasting um do you see this being something that you can carry on into your life going down the road or anything or is this kind of just something that you're doing for fun while you're in college and something that you can look back and say like oh i did i was i did that i was part of that when i was in college i think probably it'll end up being closer to the second one Mm -hmm. um i've always thought about doing something like you're doing like Mm -hmm. kind of having a a podcast i've got actually a couple people who we may do one over the summer um and and something like that so i may try to explore that but um you know going to i've i've had a um a dream and a calling for a while now to go to medical school Mm -hmm. and, and to to take that road so um if there are opportunities that present themselves down the road, I'd mm-hmm. say that I'm definitely never going to be close to that because this has been such an amazing experience that like mm-hmm. I'm never going to close it off and say, no, I don't want to do this again because I, I would truly love to do something like mm-hmm. this again. Um, so I, I would like say I, I won't if mm-hmm. the opportunity presents itself, but I think that it'll definitely go not just to the bag burner, but like mm-hmm. maybe even off the stove for a little right. while, just because um, medical school is going to be right. going to be an absolute uh, monster for mm-hmm. me here coming up. And who knows, in a couple of years, I could still be doing this and bring you back on and we could talk about, you know, our life since then. But talking about medical school. So what are your plans um, graduating this year from Kada moving on? What's next for Wiley? So I will be attending medical school in the fall. Um, I haven't 100 percent made a decision just yet mm-hmm. i have acceptances at louisville and kentucky mm-hmm. um so waiting on a couple of things through some financial aid information and mm-hmm. stuff like that just to to make my final call i want to have all of my all the information in front of me before i do that but mm-hmm. um i want to go into i'm going to go into orthopedic surgery oh. um so i want to specialize in sport orthopedics which is um you know shoulders knees um big bones mm-hmm. basically like sport injuries it's kind of exactly what it sounds like um i'd like to eventually work with a small college um Mm -hmm. you know like a like comparable size to like a wesleyan or something Mm -hmm. like that um so that i have maybe a patient base uh, outside of the college but i'm Mm -hmm. also working with college athletes because athletes athletics is what made me passionate about it in the first place and i love college athletes there's a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. for for college athletics especially through my time with national student athlete advisory mm-hmm. committee and, and stuff like that. So, so that's what's next. I'm going to be, um, pursuing medical school either in Louisville or Lexington. Um, I will be like all f- former athletes trying my best to keep, keep some sort of, uh, competition in mm-hmm. my, in my time. I said, I'm right. going to find, um, apparently I've talked to at the place and like, for example, at, at university of Louisville, they have like multiple, um, 
teams that go to the Louisville intramurals that are oh. that are like medical school teams. So oh. I would be on like all of them. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the apparently uh-huh. the med school basketball team has a has a rivalry with the with the lawyers. So oh, uh, wow. maybe we'll get in there and perpetuate that rivalry. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I'm just gonna find some way to be you know competitive and stuff like that. But I'm sure you I'm sure you you understand that. Yeah. You're, you're going on to to find a a new challenge in in your graduate um, yeah. time to actually continue playing college sports but mm-hmm. you know when I finished mm-hmm. um, I knew I was going to need to find something um, mm-hmm. you know where I could be competitive and I did also think it'd be funny to join the flag football league and not <laughs> tell anybody that I played college football right. for four years and then everybody be like what in the world is redneck Joe Montana doing out here and I'm like listen guys I don't know <laughs> uh-huh. yeah so with you know, football ending and you are in this new transition. How has that kind of been for you? Because I know for me, whenever I'm done playing, because who knows, there might be another surprise year that that pops out or whatever. Um, But I know for me, like sports has been my biggest thing. It's been something that's always kind of kept me out of trouble. It's kind of kept me on the right track and it's always kept me disciplined and so I know when when my time ends with basketball for me I've always said it's going to be like a funeral you're going to think somebody died but the way I reacted to my last game so how has that kind of been for you I know you've had a little bit of time now since football season has ended but what has the impact on football and especially K-Dubs football um, done for you because I know you've dealt with injuries throughout you know your time here so that can be a little challenging and so just talk about that a little bit just not even just the four years but just football for you in your life as a whole and now having this next part without that kind of to that's been so consistent in your life you know yeah no uh it is like a funeral I mean Mm -hmm. like it's something that and you definitely understand what I'm talking about I started cultivating this skill um this this I started loving the game a lot earlier than I started playing it because it's Mm -hmm. football but I mean I played my first year of flag football when I was like five years old Mm -hmm. so when I finished last year year in November Mm -hmm. I mean that's like 17 years of my life Mm -hmm. that's a (laughs) that's a Mm -hmm. long time um devoting yourself to a skill devoting yourself to something and and it did it felt it felt hard because Mm -hmm. that's a huge part of it was a huge part of my identity it was a huge Mm -hmm. part of who I was it's something I had worked on for a long time it was Mm -hmm. something I was confident in and something I love you know with football and um so it was hard, but I think one thing that uh, a lot of people who are wiser than me mm-hmm. um, and have done the and have done the transition before, um, they kind of talked to me about it beforehand before mm-hmm. I had to do my transition. And something that advice that I would give people who are transitioning out of sports is, um, you know, what is your identity outside of sports? Mm-hmm. Because something that made it easier for me. Um, transitioning out of football is I have a very, very strong identity outside of football. Mm -hmm. You know, like I love football and it is a huge part of who I am. So it was a loss. I mean, I Mm -hmm. cried. Like I was, I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do it. I'm flipping. I I am. It is not going to happen. And then I'm hugging my brother after the game and Mm -hmm. I just broke down. I Mm -hmm. just started crying because I was like, I'm done. And and um, so I said I wasn't going to do it. And I did. Um, But, you know, so football was this huge loss, but then I also had, you know, I am 
Um, my faith is huge in my mm-hmm. life. Like my Christian faith tells me who I am. I am going to become a doctor. I was mm-hmm. in the process of trying to get accepted to medical schools at the mm-hmm. time. Um, the week after I finished my last football game, I had an interview for um, University of Louisville Medical School. And then mm-hmm. two weeks after I had an interview for UK or for UK. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, so I had these things that were outside of football. Like I had my friends, I had, I had my goals, my career goals. I had, um, my family, I had a, I had an identity outside of just a football player. So mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't like my life wasn't, it never was, even though football was huge. My life was never Wiley Kane, football player, tab, 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 all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It was Wiley Kane, football player, comma, son, comma, mm-hmm. Christian, comma, you know, student athlete advisory committee, comma, comma. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that really helped me mm-hmm. because I really was able to find, you know, even though it was sad and it mm-hmm. was hard, I was able to to find my identity. I still had identity in other things. Mm-hmm. So that really helped me, really helped me transition out. Now I will say it doesn't make it any easier to go right. back to the weight room for the first time <laughs> after you finish. Yeah. I will tell you after you've been an athlete, you got to be like, I literally, I said to myself, listen, I was like, if you don't start, mm-hmm. I, I took a week off, mm-hmm. which is less than I take off if I'm normally going back into a football mm-hmm. thing. But I was like, I was like, listen, if, if I let myself get like out of shit, like complacent, like whatever, mm-hmm. I'm obviously not an as good of shape as I was playing football, mm-hmm. but I think I haven't actually fallen off that bad. So mm-hmm. it's like, so it's, I, I threw myself back into it. I played a mm-hmm. lot more basketball. You'll yeah. appreciate that because it's really easy way to trick yourself into doing cardio. Right. <laughs> um, I've been lifting uh-huh. and stuff. So it's like, I was able to find myself physically and then also mentally and emotionally. Yeah. I think that's going to be my biggest thing, especially because basketball for me has been Talia basketball like my identity has always been around basketball um I, that's been the way that I've made friends and made connections with almost everybody that I know um all, all my closest connections at least have all been through basketball in some way shape or form and so I feel like that's kind of the transition that I'm in right now especially with it being my last year of basketball and trying to figure out schools and all that type of stuff where do I want to go that I feel like as a person I'm going to be able to excel the best not just as an athlete not just as a basketball player because I'm starting to accept the fact that I'm not just a basketball player like there's more to me than the fact that I can put a, a ball in the hoop and and for me to be able to find that value, I guess you could even say within myself, uh, it's been a journey for sure. And I feel like that's kind of what was hard for me in the beginning of the season because there there was just so much unknown with how the season was going to end with um, me finding another school, not knowing where I'm going to be. And I've been so consistent and complacent where I've been the past four years that I've been I haven't had to think about who am I as a as a person because the time wasn't coming yet I, did, I wasn't challenged with that thought yet and so definitely in the beginning of the season I definitely struggled a little bit with trying to figure that out and um I feel like that's kind of my next step moving forward along with finding this next school is finding a school that I'm also going to be able to grow as a person and and find things that are going to relate to me more and to to put all those other things above basketball. Even though, like you said, it's going to be hard regardless. I've spent so much time playing and practicing and training and, and all those different types of things like you've uh, explained. But I feel like like I said, that next step for me is finding joy in something else, whether that I pick up another hobby or um, just just or figure out how to do what I already do with this podcast or the radio station, how to how to really fine tune my craft in that and find other things that I can 
spend a lot of energy and time into. I don't, the, the, the working out thing is going to be really hard because I really, I mean, it's, I like doing it when it's done. To get started, I hate I hate waking up, especially early in the morning, even though it's good for you to wake up in the morning and get your lift or run in, and then you have the rest of the day. I get that. But me right now, it's just so Listen, hard. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard to figure out. I, I It will come to me one day, and obviously I'm, I, I want to stay in shape. I want to be able to live as long as I can and all that type of stuff. So for, for me, being in, in good shape and all that type of stuff is a big deal, obviously. And so... Um, that's something I can obviously pick up whenever. And so I think, I think it's huge that you're able to give that piece of advice to not only just anybody listening, but also to me, even though I'm 22 years old, trying to find my, my third school and my sixth year. And, you know, I might seem like I have it figured out in that aspect of, of life and stuff, but to hear from somebody else, another perspective, especially someone who is so strong in their faith and in their individuality as a person outside of football, I think is, is huge and it's inspiring and it's motivating for me to, to figure that out within myself. I mean, you've dealt with injuries, you've dealt with, you know, just all the things that you can be thrown when it comes to, to sports and school and all the different activities that you do. I mean, being part of stack and all the other like crazy things that you do, being able to figure out like, okay, well, there's other things that I can do that I'm valuable for than just, you know, throwing a ball. And so I think that that's huge for me. And I know that somebody else listening that could also resonate with them as well. So I want to thank you for that. Um, yeah, well, thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, it was hard to figure out at first, right. and, you know. Um, and I think I'm I'm I blessed. It's another one of those things I'm blessed about those injuries because mm-hmm. I had to use those injuries a little bit to figure it out at mm-hmm. first. But and it's right in that you'll never. I don't know if I'll ever again find something that gave me that same adrenaline rush mm-hmm. as throwing a touchdown pass, mm-hmm. you know, or like as as you know running somebody over into the end zone or like mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I know I find things now, like mm-hmm. today, that are fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel fulfilled in my daily life. I feel fulfilled in in the things that I do outside of it. So yeah. So I just hope, you know, going forward, anybody that's listening or anything like that mm-hmm. is like just like, um, you know, you're able to just like put yourself out there and like, mm-hmm. you know, find something that is like, okay, like this is fulfilling too. Like mm-hmm. I got that, and I want to th- like thank you guys for that. I got mm-hmm. that from watching you guys play mm-hmm. and commentating you guys play. I was very fulfilled from going every night and mm-hmm. and keep trying to give you guys my best effort. I was telling you towards the end of that Hillsdale game, it was like I had adrenaline too, but mm-hmm. it was like because I'm trying to like do justice to this amazing, to this absolutely amazing occur- event that's occurring mm-hmm. in front of me. And like, and so I'm like doing that and I was like, wow, like I'm really, really invested in this. Like I almost feel like I'm part of the team. Mm-hmm. Like I'm obviously I wasn't, but I was like, I almost felt like, it almost felt like I was like on the court with you guys. Like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, being a part of that again. And so um, it's been great. It's just like mm-hmm. finding something you're passionate about outside right. of something that's that's fulfilling, you know, if, if you know, a career or then also like a hobby or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway. Absolutely. Well, Wiley, thank you for coming in. I think this conversation has been absolutely wonderful. I mean, all the different things that we've talked about and then even a little life lesson towards the end. So I want to thank you for coming in and being the only person to come in and be interviewed uh, this this season of, so of my honored. podcast. I am so honored. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And that's going to be uh, the end of that. So thank you for listening. And I won't see you next time. <laughs>